It is Mock Draft Monday, and for the first time today, we are getting into second-round draft picks for the Chargers. We have an explosive batch for you because we're going to be talking about playmaking tight end Isaiah Likely, a run-stuffing defensive tackle in Travis Jones, and a really explosive safety in Jalen Petrie, who could make a ton of sense for the Chargers, coming up on today's Locked on Chargers. You are Locked on Chargers. Your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. Thank you guys for making us your first listen today. We've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons. We're heading into our fifth as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast bringing you your team every day. What is up, guys? Welcome into the show. It is another Mock Draft Monday to make sure you never miss the show. Make sure you go subscribe to the new Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. But it is Mock Draft Monday, so today we're going to be talking about three really exciting options. I think we have a good group because we've only been doing first-round picks, and today we're going to be talking about three options for the Chargers in the second round, getting into three different positions, starting with someone I'm borderline ready to plant my flag on with Baylor defensive back, and I don't call him a safety because I don't really think he is. And that is Jalen Petrie. But we'll and you know about- Brandon Staley is listening, so you better yeah. not. Exactly. We know they love versatility. We'll get into all that. But Travis Jones is another exciting prospect, especially if the Chargers don't go with someone like Jordan Davis. In the second round, you have an option there. That's exciting. And then a tight end, right? Because we know that the Chargers need a tight end with Jared Cook probably not coming back and some uncertainty with Donald Parham and some of those guys as well, and Trey McKitty and his development and all that. We're going to get into all of that on today's show, but today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, David, well, I have my first secondary pick that I'm very excited about in the second round for the Chargers, and it is Baylor defensive back Jalen Petrie. And there's just not a lot not to love about this dude and what he brings to the game. Because I think there's a lot of things he brings to the table for the Chargers specifically, because that's what you're looking at is how does he fit with the Chargers? He played the star role for the Baylor Bear defense, a really good defense, and a, you know, a role that's similar to what he would run with Brandon Staley, that same star position that Derwin James plays a lot of. And he's he's called the safety, but he does a lot of different things. But man, you watch this guy play, David, and it's really, really hard to find things you don't like. Yeah, I just love what, you know, the passion, the energy he brings, uh, like the explosiveness, the quickness, um, his want to, like his, his ta- the, the Tasmanian devil in him. It's very, very apparent when you put on the tape and you watch this guy. Um, he has splash plays all over his tape. And you can really, really see how he could fit into this Chargers defense, how he could upgrade this defense, how he can make other players around him better. And a former Charger came to mind when I was watching uh, this guy, a guy the Chargers uh, a very uh, made a very stupid decision to let go and have been trying to replace ever since, and that is Adrian Phillips, uh, who played a similar role in the Chargers defense. This guy, I think, brings that same type of versatility um, and is already very advanced for a guy who's just coming out of college right now. A hundred percent. And I think that's, I mean, he's like a juiced up Adrian Phillips, right? And Adrian yeah. Phillips, credit to him, was a borderline special teams player, borderline roster guy. I mean, cut seven or eight times just with the Chargers specifically, and he had to grind it out. And then he had that run the 2018 season where he played linebacker and really helped the Chargers when they were thin there. 
And he ended up becoming an invaluable part of the defense and now is that for the Patriots. But I do see that because this guy helps you in a lot of ways because there's a lot of things he does well. He's a great blitzer. You know what I mean? The PFF had him with the most pressures ever by a defensive back in a single season. 25 pressures in 2021 since they started tracking it in 2014. He is a Tasmanian devil off the edge. He straight up played outside linebacker for them. But we know the Chargers like to do their corner blitzes, especially with their slot cornerback, especially from the star position, as they call it. Because that's what this guy is, is. I mean, this is what the fit would be. He would be your nickel corner. I think the argument is the same to a lot of what you see with like Tyron Matthew, uh, why he would make sense, even though the Chargers don't really need another safety. This guy can be a dime linebacker. He can be your slot corner. He showed a lot of the coverage ability you didn't see in the regular season at the Senior Bowl when he was put out on an island against a group of really talented wide receivers and held up very well. And he's a dominant run defender. I mean, you have him off the edge. He comes, I mean, great run blitzer, can tackle guys from behind all day long. 18 and a half tackles for loss, according to Pro Football Reference. Like, that's Say it again, crazy. Daniel. 18 and a half tackles for loss for Woo! a guy who's considered a defensive back. And then you have just the versatility, playing linebacker, coming off of the edge, the only thing we didn't really seem to do is really be that deep safety. And maybe that's something that makes you pause. But like, David, you have to love a guy who's not only willing to stick his nose in there and tackle, but also he has some open field tackles and has the high football IQ as well. I had a span on like three plays against BYU where he blows up a screen pass and the screen pass and then also gets a sack on a flea flicker. Like the dude has a super high football IQ just to go along with all the physical gifts. Yeah, I just love when he is put in those positions to be an open field tackler. He's really able to stay, stay square yeah. to the ball carrier and not let him get out of his area. He's really able to show that fluidity right there, and that's really what helps him a lot as an open field tackler. He's, he's not a, like an ankle grabber uh, either. I didn't see that very often. This guy who will square up. Um, he's a very smart player. That's one thing I noticed when I was watching him. You see people go in and out of his zones. He stays disciplined. He doesn't let people, you know, take him out of his zones or out of his coverages. And he still is able to make plays on the football as well. Um, love the way he blitzes, man. He is a furious blitzer and he has elite quickness. That's one of the things yeah. that I noticed from his tape. There's no way else to describe it. This guy is very, very sudden. He he can beat uh, offensive tackles with his quickness. Uh, and they, they used it a lot. They, they used that a lot, and it, he, he disrupted the play more often than not. If he didn't get after the quarterback uh, and, and get him on the ground, he disrupted the play, and that's what you're looking for from a slot corner you know, because that helps dis disrupt against the pass and against the run like you were mentioning. Also very good in coverage too. I think this guy has very fluid hips. He was really able to kind of feel it out there. I didn't see him get beat very often. I didn't really see him actually – get a lot of one-on-one -on -one opportunities out there. But when he did, he was always around the football. So like, like you said, there's not a whole lot not to like when you're looking at this player, especially where he fits and how he fits in potentially into the Chargers defense. Yeah, well, and I think that that's the big thing. And I think it has to do with, you know, what did you take in the first round as well? You know yeah, what I mean? Like sure. if you took – an edge defender or something like that, this is a really attractive option for you in the second round. Maybe you get a cornerback and you're feeling better about that position. Maybe you don't feel like you need to draft somebody right here that has this skill set, you know what I mean? But I do think that if you are looking for the negatives, I think it is that lack of exposure in coverage. You would be putting a lot of stock in the senior bowl and the performance he had there because there wasn't a lot. But when there was throws into his zone, he got the hand on the ball a lot of times, right? Like yeah. he let guys run out of his zone just to come back and break up a pass underneath. 
but we just didn't see enough of those options. And it's hard for me to say, hey, this guy's going to really help at safety, at deep safety, to let Derwin James come up close to the line of scrimmage without having seen those actual reps happen. So I think that's where a lot of the concerns would come from, even if it's, you know, doesn't mitigate how good of a player he is. Yeah, I only had a couple of opportunities or, or negatives that I saw when I was watching this tape. One of those things is that furiousness that he possesses. Sometimes that does get him in trouble and, and kind of uh, he over pursues and miss the, misses the ball carrier. I saw that a couple of times. It, He's it all 100% all the time speed, yeah, right? That's the exactly. other thing. It's, it's all pedal to the metal all the time. Yeah, which whistle to whistle that, that, that Joey Bosa type of motor. That, that, you know, you love that. You know, you want, you want that in all of your defensive players. And then, you know, he is, you know, a little bit smaller of stature. So if a, a larger offensive sure. lineman gets his hands on Jalen Petrie, he can definitely remove him from the play. But that didn't happen a lot because of that elite quickness I talked about earlier. He uses that as a great weapon to kind of, you know, not allow those offensive linemen to get their hands on him. But if they do, um, he, he can definitely be blocked out of the play. Yeah, and I didn't see any, you know, serious medical red flags with him. But I would say that, yeah, I mean, there's always a question if you play that kind of style, if you play that physical, because he's one of yeah. the more, you know, physical defensive backs that I've scouted so far. I mean, the dude loves to tackle, right? But yeah. I think there are going to always be questions when you play that recklessly, going up against bigger dudes at the NFL level. But, I mean, it's hard not to like this guy. He, you can see how he would make an impact. You can see the fit with the Chargers and how he helps you right now. In the 2022 season, I think that's what makes him so attractive in the second round on day two, finding a guy who's going to help you right away. And I think there's another guy in Travis Jones, right, that could help you right away as well, just with his physical presence, ha- adding more girth to that Chargers defensive line because they could be losing some girth with Limbaugh Joseph, Justin Jones potentially. And I know Travis Jones is a guy a lot of people have been really excited about during this whole process. So if you want a guy that's going to, Stuff ball carriers like I stuff built bars into my mouth. Travis Jones is a way to go there, but built bars are the best protein bars out there, and that's why I love them, especially on the diet that I'm on right now. Trying to cut back for the wedding, it's so nice to have something like a built bar that I know is going to taste great, and it also feels like I'm kind of having a cheap meal while having you know 17 grams of protein in most bars, less than four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs. It's always nice to feel dirty every once in a while and have something that feels like a tree, and then not break your diet as well and there's so many great flavors to choose from too cookies and cream peanut butter brownie salted caramel coconut almond i mean there's so many great variety kind of picks that you guys can always change things up you're not going to get bored and you can get a mix box so you can find the your favorite flavor the one that you want to keep getting over and over again i mean that's what i love about bill bar give me the variety give me something that tastes great 100 covered in chocolate soft and easy to chew not going to get the waxy chalky protein bars you might be accustomed to Change your life, find a built bar, and save some money on it. Since you listen to the show, if you go to built.com, you can save 15% with the promo code locked15. That's promo code locked15, all caps, one word to save 15% of your order at built.com. All right, David. Well, now it's time to talk about somebody who would help the Chargers in the trenches, and that is a defensive tackle from UConn, Travis Jones. And he was a little bit of a tough study because, first of all, UConn opted out of the 2020 season. So this dude came into this year after having to take a whole year off that wasn't planned, right? I mean, he didn't decide to opt out. The entire program opted out. And their football team looked like it. It was an atrocious football team. And most of the scores were watching. Say, they should have opted out this year, too. My goodness, was that a bad team to watch. It was. A lot of 44-0 to zero games, 49-0 to zero games. But 
there's one thing that stood out for sure, and that's that this guy, you know, belongs, right? He, oh, he yeah. belongs in the Power Five conferences. He held up well when he did have to go play him. I think the best game I watched of him was the Clemson game, mm-hmm. and he really kind of took over that game in moments, which is hard to say about a team who lost, you know, 40-something to very little. But I do think, David, that's another thing with this guy and Travis Jones. If you're looking at the fit, if you're looking at what the Chargers need, if you decide to skip on a Jordan Davis, right, in the first round to go after a more premium position, Travis Jones probably falls to you in the second round. I mean, the hype train is going, but this could be a great fit for the Chargers potentially in round two. Well, my one of my biggest issues with Jordan Davis was that after watching his tape, to me it was clear that he was a two-down player. He was a guy that was going to eat things up on first and second down and a guy you'd really honestly would be beneficial to take off the field on third downs or in those obvious pass rush situations because he doesn't give you a whole lot as a pass rusher as of right now. Travis Jones, I, I would say, is similar in, in that respect. This is a gigantic man, six foot four and three eighths, I believe, is what you said when we were talking about how he was measured at the senior bowl. Yeah. Three, 326 pounds. He's a, a large human. And the Chargers are going to need to add some more young, large humans to that defensive line, especially for what he does. He's extremely powerful. The NFL strength is there. No question about it. This is a guy who can push people out of the way. He is disruptive. He does have that relentless motor that you are looking for, that you want. Uh, You need that high effort, um, high energy type of player. Um, And, you know, this is a guy who is going to do a lot of the dirty work, um, has done a lot of the dirty work, and he's used to it, and he's good at it, and you need that. He's not a big stats guy. He doesn't – he's not going to bring all the the sexy uh, sacks or the tackles for loss. But what you're bringing him in to do is to consistently be a menace against the run, and he absolutely can do that. Yeah, he helps you right away on early downs. I mean, he brings you a presence in the middle that the Chargers need a lot more of, and I think there needs to be you know, a lot different, a lot more at that position in 2022 for the Chargers. Get some fresh looks in there, and I think this is a guy that would come in and help you because – it's another guy where you're also looking at what he did at the senior bowl too. This is where his for stock sure. really rose up. The charge probably could have had him for a third, maybe a fourth round pick before the senior bowl. But the one thing that you got to see at the senior bowl that maybe you didn't see littered through his tape was just pure dominance was just being yeah. a bully and just manhandling the dude in front of you. And in the NFL, that's not always going to work. Right. But when you look at his tape, there's certain things that are backed up by his performance at the senior bowl. And one of those things is just, the dude doesn't move backwards. He's not the, yeah. uh, the you know the best penetrator. He's not going to constantly make plays in the backfield, but he's also going to take double teams head on and eat them and not move and free up other dudes to go make the tackle and not giving ground. I mean, that's one of the hardest things to that's watch from the really, Chargers. Really, really, really beneficial too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, look at the goal line stand he had against Clemson, right, where he mm-hmm. gets in, forces a fumble on the one-yard line, gets a stop even with the team getting absolutely hammered in the game and late in the game, he still cared. Well, and still and that, that, that's going to see that, that really speaks to his character too. Sure. It's like, you know, when everything else is burning around you, he's still there giving his hundred percent. And I think that's really important to document, especially on a team that was one of the worst in college football. Truly. I mean, and I think the thing is, is as a pass rusher, you can't really ask, you're not necessarily expecting a lot, but I think you do yeah. see a foundation to potentially improve there. And it's really hard to find really good interior pass rushers. But in the second round, you're willing to say, okay, I'll wait for you to develop in this area of your game 
while you'll already help us in this area. And that's the thing with him is like, he's going to be sturdy right off the bat. Mm -hmm. He's going to be a forced, you know, a reckon forced to be reckoned with at the line of scrimmage. The moment he steps on the field, because he brings that kind of size, he brings NFL ready strength. He has that anchor that you're looking for. Right. And I think that's what's exciting about him. And he helps you right away. He's that kind of player. So even though he doesn't have the flashiness, you know, that we talked about, you can see how it fits. And I think if there was one place you would knock him, it would be the pass rushing, right? Because there was too many stalemates on his tape, right? Too much fighting with guys at the line of scrimmage. And they did ask him to pass rush quite a lot. They didn't always take him off the field for those situations. Something that you saw at times with Jordan Davis. And I think that's the one big thing, David, is will he ever grow that? It's hard to say at this point. But I mean, I think the one thing you did see at the senior bowl is maybe there is some more potential after you saw him with a week of NFL coaching. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely for sure. I mean, you if you watch the Senior Bowl, he had one of the most impressive sacks at the Senior Bowl where he literally forklifted the offensive lineman into the quarterback and knocked the quarterback down like he was bowling. Like right. the, the the guy is ridiculously strong, but I think if he was if you were to add a like a rip move or a swim move or just, you know, just get a little bit more active with his hands, Use those as a weapon. If he gets on a defensive line with Joey Bosa, well, guess what? You got one of the best hand technicians uh, in the NFL. You got one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. So there's a wealth of knowledge that you can And really some prestigious coaches, right, as yeah. well on the Chargers. Like you have Jay Rogers. Yeah. Right, you have the Giff Smith of the defensive line. You'd be happy with those guys trying to get the most out of him. Yeah. And I love one thing that honestly just stuck out to me is that. Um, all three years that he did get to play in college, he played 11 games every single season. So he didn't, you know, there was no issues with the injuries there. And you want to bring in a guy um, that's going to be able to come in and be be on the football field. I mean, if you're not available, then you can't help me. So it's nice that there's no obvious, you know, red flags in the injury department there. Um, yeah, definitely needs to build his pass rush repertoire there. Um, and, you know, this is a nitpick thing with every probably every offensive defensive lineman is just the playing with more consistent lower leverage. This guy, if he plays with that low leverage, like he is almost impossible to move and he's able to engage those just absolutely tr- ridiculous tree trunk legs and forklift people backwards. I mean, it's in his tape. It's definitely there. If this guy develops pass rush moves to go along with the obvious, um, you know, things that are going to help against the run, this can turn into a very, very good player at the NFL level. Yeah, and I think there is some room. I think that'll probably help with just him being able to more consistently shed blocks on the inside and not just be a space eater, right? Right. And I think that's one of the places where his play has the most room to grow. And And I think it's exciting because he is an exciting prospect, even if he's not a flashy prospect, just because the Chargers, I mean, we don't have to tell you and, you know, rehash the problems they had in run defense and it didn't all come from the defensive tackle position right it was the edge it was the corners it was the linebackers as well that's why guys like a travis jones or a jalen petrie are so excited because you know those guys they are going to do a lot of things but stopping the run is one thing that both of those guys are really really good at but the other thing with the chargers and the one thing we're kind of realizing now is there is a pretty big vacancy at tight end and with you know, Jared Cook, the uncertainty there. We expect them to bring back Donald Parham if everything checks out health-wise. You know, Trey McKitty, I think, took some nice steps towards the end of this season. But there are a couple of tight ends in the second round that could potentially help, right? I mean, and that's one of the guys we're going to talk about next. And Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina. 
who really exploded, but obviously has a bigger jump to make than most of those. You know, you're going to have to take a bigger leap of faith with something coming from a, a school like Coastal Carolina. But I can't tell you how many times I've had to take that leap of faith and been rewarded on betonline.net, which is the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast. And the only place where I'm placing my bets with some really important weekends to place bets coming up. I mean, I'm really excited about next weekend UFC championship, right? It's going to be a huge fight. And not even a title fight, a grudge match next week with Colby Covington, right? And game Brad Masvidal. That's going to be a fun fight to watch. A lot of bad blood there. And March Madness is right around the corner. And the only place I'm going to be placing my bets is at betonline.net because they have the best odds, props, and lines that you're going to find out there. And when you have a big-time sporting event, you want to go to the best place to find your player props. And is this fight going to last all five rounds? Is this guy going to score more than 10.5 points? That's what all the things you're going to find at betonline.net. So make sure you guys check it out to see everything they have available because it's not just UFC. It's not just March Madness, right? It's professional basketball as well. It's NHL. It's MLB when that ever finally decides to roll around. And importantly, football too when that comes back. But BetOnline is the only place that I go, the only place that I trust to bet with. And when you're trying to win big, you go to betonline.net. They have so many different tournaments and things going on all the time. That's where I'm always going to look first because BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, David, what well, one more guy to talk about here, and it's Isaiah Likely. Maybe not a likely place to start as far as where the Chargers need. <laughs> no, there you go. But I think I see it. You know, there's a lot of Charger fans out there that are like, get Isaiah Likely in the second round. He's going to solve all of your issues. So as far as a fit goes, there is some space, you know, to improve there. I don't know if they'll bring back Jared Cook, who was pretty productive in his one year, but came with a lot of frustrations as well. We don't really know where Trey McKitty at is in his development. And we know that Steven Anderson's a solid player, but he is what he is at this point. And then Donna yeah. Parham has all the athletic ability in the world, but has 30 career catches. So it's, it's kind of hard to put all of your eggs in that basket, especially with the scary injury that he you know, sustained to end his season this year. Now enter Isaiah Likely, a very, very exciting player, a player that had a lot of splashy plays even though he doesn't always seem like he's just, you know, faster than everybody else or stronger than everybody else. The one thing is though, David, is he's very, very smooth. Definitely. There's no question about that. You can't put his tape on and not notice that, especially in the open field. This guy, he doesn't have that, that quick twitch, explosive twitch. um, But he has that smooth wiggle. This is the way I like to put it. He's just, he's a guy who is really able to just manipulate and really, you know, he sets up his moves to get totally. extra yards after the catch. The, like, that's very, very clear to me. Uh, they There's moved a little Antonio off. Gates to how he gets, you know, his yards after the catch. Because Antonio Gates was never really running away from people. He was like, no. you know, the old man giving you the moves on the basketball court. And, you exactly. know, and you right behind him and all of a sudden you're not, you know. Like, it's kind of that yeah. kind of thing to him. Yeah, it's, it's that, you know, that subtle quickness that you're going to see. Savvy. Yeah, that's savvy for sure. You definitely see that when you're watching him. They moved him all over the formation. You know, they put him at fullback. They put him in line. They put him out wide. They put him in the slot. They really put him all over the place. They were really trying to kind of, you know, change, you know, change his spot, make the defense kind of find him um, because he was a large portion of their offense, especially in his senior year where he put up big time. And I mean, big time numbers, 59 receptions, 912 receiving yards, 12 touchdowns, and that was good for 15.5 yards per reception. The dude went crazy. Um, and, of course, you know, we're looking at Coastal Carolina, right? So we have to keep that in mind, the level of competition that he was at. But um, you saw, you know, just from his freshman year to his senior year, 
his stats improved year over year. He clearly got better throughout his college career. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he tests. He reminds me a little bit of Brevin Jordan last year coming out of Miami, uh, where it does seem like it's an underrated athleticism. So I'm wondering if the the numbers are going to be eye-popping, and that is the nice thing with all three of these guys. They all will be going through the combine right later this week. So that is going to be nice to see if they check those boxes physically, right, and what that does to their stock. Exactly, but it, it is it is like an under a subtle wiggle. But the dude has a ton of big plays. I mean, even yeah. this year, Arkansas State game, eight catches, two hundred and thirty-two yards, nine yard touchdown, forty, too. yeah, four touchdowns in one game, including a ninety-nine yard touchdown. And then the season before against Arkansas State, he had a seventy-two yard touchdown. Right where you're seeing him get to top speed and pull away from people. I don't think he's going to do that at the NFL level. Um, I, I don't know if he has that kind of top end speed, so that's going to be interesting to see how that translates. But the nice thing is, though, is like he runs a very nuanced route tree. He yeah. doesn't; he's not explosive out of his breaks, but like he does a really good job of not letting people get their hands on him at the top of his route to gain that separation. He does become a body catcher sometimes. That is one thing where I, I would like to see him be more of a hands catcher on a consistent basis. But I do like what I've seen. I mean, no fear to go over the middle and make a catch finds the ways up the seam to track the ball and get open vertically, which is something the Chargers really missed out on last year in their offense was that seam threat at tight end. I definitely think he brings you some of that because he finds ways to get open. He knows how to sit down in space when he has to. So I think the savviness is something that you like, David, because you feel like that would translate pretty quickly. Definitely. I mean, he's a player to me who uh, really liked the way he presented himself to the quarterback. He really uh, provided an inviting, inviting target, um, you know, to his quarterback there. And it really seemed like he appeared to have some soft hands. Like it seemed like he's a pretty reliable pass catcher. I didn't see him drop me. a lot. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of drops. He is a willing blocker, um, but I wouldn't say that's his best attribute. I mean, I think that if we're looking sure. at things that he can clean up or get better at. I think it's just a blocking, you know, the whole blocking aspect of blocking as a tight end, pass blocking and run blocking. I think the willingness is there, like the the energy in his blocks is there, but I think he needs to add some technical acumen behind that blocking scheme. I think when he gets in front of coaches at the NFL level, that's going to be the, the part of his game that they're going to have to develop um, the most. Sure. I mean, I, I think with that specifically, it, it is something that's going to have to come with time. I mean, I think for me, more than like the technical parts of it, because I do think you can have better hand placement. Mm-hmm. I do like him on the move. They ran a lot of wide receiver screens with him yeah. as that lead blocker sure. in that bunch formation. And he did move guys out of the way. Sometimes he loaded up too much and he would cause him to whiff. But like there was also times I saw him block dudes literally out of the picture. I and mean, I think that's the part you like is he'd be blocking yeah. through the whistle. Uh, I wish I would have seen more inline blocks where he's the guy at the end of the line of scrimmage blocking down on someone or just taking somebody head on at the on the line. And yeah. when I did see that, I liked it. But I mean, I think it just the strength would be the biggest problem. Like, can he keep up with the strength of guys at the NFL level when they're going to try to run through you? Can you hold up in that situation? And I don't know if he can, but the nice thing for the Chargers specifically is like you could use him in some of those blocking situations. I mean, he's already a better blocker than Donna Barham. So that's the nice thing. Uh, he obviously has the intensity and the will to, which is nice, right? And you can get away with him blocking in certain situations, I think, yeah. right away. Um, but having him be in that H-back position so much where we didn't see a ton of that from the Chargers when they did, it was a lot of Steven Anderson. 
Uh Um, But you have Trey McKitty, who's been brought in to be that blocking tight end as well. So I do think he brings something to that tight end room that they don't have right now. I think the biggest question is, David, with the needs that the Chargers have, after spending a third-round pick on Trey McKitty last year, will they be willing to spend a second-round pick this year on someone like Isaiah Likely? Yeah, I mean, I think you can see how this player would fit in the Chargers offense and how he could definitely, um, you know, how he could benefit and how he could help the team. But I just think, you know, looking at all of the more serious, more pressing needs on the defensive side of the ball, I don't know how wise it would be for them to take a tight end in the second round. Now, obviously, all of this could be completely changed by what the Chargers decide to do in free agency. Of course. We acknowledge that, right? But just as but we are seeing the prices of guys in free agency, you know, and hearing rumors that David Njoku now is going to be tens of millions of dollars, which is like, okay, well, maybe a draft option seems a little bit more attractive now, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you know, given in all given all of the factors, but just looking at the Chargers and looking at the layers of issues that they have, especially on defense, I don't know if the Chargers are in a position to take, you know, what to me is more of a luxury pick at tight end in the second round. And, and as much as it has to do with free agency too, right? Like if the Chargers go offensive tackle, let's say, in the first round, like are you going to spend your top two picks on offense with all the needs you know you know like even if you bring in some pricey defensive players like there's probably not enough money in the world to fix all of their problems obviously right on the defense and last year we saw them spend three of their top four picks on offensive players so we feel like this year maybe this is when they try to add some defensive you know players at the top of the draft and maybe you try to find a, a tight end in the third or the fourth round that can come in and be serviceable, right? Maybe it doesn't have the off upside, but a cheap contract that you can get something out of a diamond in the rough or something along those lines. Maybe that's what they feel more comfortable with. So we'll see what each position group and the depth of it looks like once we get to that point. And we'll also have a chance to go and watch the other tight ends like a Trey McBride or some of the guys that could go after the second round and kind of see how they compare and where the Chargers really should be focusing that capital and how much our corner is going to drop off after the second round, how much our edge rusher is going to drop off after the second round. Right. So there's so many different options, but I do think we can easily say that we both liked what we saw out of him. I definitely understand yeah. why chargers fans would be attracted to a dude who was the center, you know, focal point of an offense. And we've seen him produce at a high level with ridiculous numbers. And it's not like he was playing in the FCS or division two still coastal Carolina, still division one, a team that was you know undefeated recently and was playing very very well and beating some really good teams so i really like this first group david maybe next week we'll get into you know three more second round options maybe we'll push things into the third round i know the locked on networks mock draft this week had the charge taking jameson williams maybe that's something we got to discuss later this week but we also have press conferences from the combine from brain and steely and tom telesco later this week hallelujah real life content and the combine itself so maybe we'll go over to some guys that you know, we're excited to watch in the combine as well to see some of the numbers. Unfortunately, we won't be able to see Jamison Williams, but there's a lot of other guys on the list we'll be able to watch there. But that is going to do it for today's show. Thank you guys for all checking us out and making us your first listen. We always appreciate you guys and hope that we're a place that you can go escape to and get your daily Chargers content because I love everybody. Nobody's putting out daily Chargers content like we are right now. So we hope you guys like the show and hope You guys hit us up for Fan Mail Friday and things like that and tell us where you want us to take the show as well. And you can hit us up on Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD. And always make sure to subscribe on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. We love having that content for you guys, and we love the audience and everyone that's been kind of brought into the fold with that. But you can always find the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. 
where we got our star apple podcast spotify you name it you can find us on there and you can also call into the show at 323-524-7924 if you want to get in with a voicemail try and make it 30 45 seconds we'd love to get down on the show and you can always hit us up on all of our social media including at locked on chargers on instagram and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow talking about Domino's kicking off and free agency and some other Chargers-related things. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.